sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. sanguine you awesome community my friends and those of you out there that i've never met thank you for listening you guys are awesome you are the thinkers that think outside of the box and that you are the ones attracted to jesus who is the magnet and we don't fit inside of a box but we are attracted to jesus that ancient lover of our soul and uh, we're also lovers of those ancient texts that inspire us to faith and community that is that holly Bible, no, the Holy Bible. Yeah, the Holy Bible, that awesome book of wisdom that encapsulates the story of us and our loving God and his pursuit of a relationship with us. And so, yeah, I just welcome you as always, guys. Thanks for your feedback. You guys are so kind and so generous in your feedback. Thanks for the pictures as I build my board. Those of you that come Friday nights or you just listen to the podcast, hey, you think about it, send me a picture at 406 big t at gmail.com or you have a prayer request or you just want to chat we'd love to chat with you and uh, always love hearing from you you are never a bother so don't ever think you're a bother and i appreciate your uh yeah just your listening and uh, those of you that come friday nights i so appreciate your fellowship so hey uh do you ever just get upset when people assume they know you and you're having a conversation and they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 I, I get it. You know, you're just like me or you're just like so-and-so. And there's something inside of you that is just like, no, I'm me and I am unique. And, and there's something that just bothers you, you know, you try, either trying to be fit into a typecast or associated with a type of thing or a type of person. And you guys, I don't blame you. You are created so unique. And I think that is a, a great natural response because the desire is not to like try to associate someone with somebody else, but it's to bring out the unique qualities that are within you. And as you listen to this podcast, I hope that you just, just listen to what Tom says. And oh yeah, that's good. But that it spurs thoughts in yourself and insights in yourself as you integrate maybe what you hear into your imagination and your thought processes. And you develop in a, your own unique, insightful way of looking and seeing things and that you're integrated, your faith and your relationship with God becomes un- uniquely integrated with who he uniquely created you to be. And so I just wanted to say and give you permission. You are an individual that are un- uniquely created by your God to be special and call that forth and bring that out. And today I just want to talk to you because yeah, you don't fit in a box, but neither does your God. Neither does that ancient lover of our souls. The one that in the garden walked in the cool of the evening with man, that first man, Adam, but it could have been any one of us could have been that first man and that first woman um, could have been in the garden and God's desire to walk with us in the garden. And uh, yeah, and that he created us even in his own image. And I think that's why inside of us, there's this thing that just doesn't want to be typecast or put into a mold or put into a box or say, oh yeah, you're just like so-and-so because God is unique. He created us to be unique. And I just want to talk about like one scripture today that just It's going to kind of blow your mind, I hope, because it kind of blew my mind when I finally connected with this scripture. And this isn't going to be overly long, but it's just, it's kind of a mind-blowing scripture. It is uh, 
uh, it is definitely a back to the future scripture. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know there was a back to the future scripture in the Bible. There totally is, but you kind of got to look for it. It's kind of hidden and it's not easily found. And that's true with a lot of scriptures. You know, I, I've talked about this, how we sanitize the scriptures. We're so used to reading them that we don't get the depth that's in the scripture and the description that we sanitize them for real life. But when you really read them, there are so many scriptures that'll just blow you out of the water. You're just like, whoa, that's so crazy. And so one of those today is an Isaiah or Isaiah, when Isaiah is speaking with the Lord and, uh, you know, the, he's like, I am a man of unclean lips. Well, what happens next? There is a coal taken from the fire and it's put on Isaiah's lips to cleanse his lips. So what do you guys know? Those of you that are familiar with the scriptures, some of you are not as familiar, but you're desiring to get in there and learn more. What is it that would cleanse Isaiah's lips? And so this is in the Old Testament. This is before Jesus came. What can cleanse his lips because up to this point we only have animal sacrifices which really only cover sin and so if isaiah's lips are truly unclean and they need to be cleansed the only thing that can really cleanse isaiah's lips is in the future it is the sacrifice of jesus and so i would just submit to you that the coal is taken from that heavenly fire that represents the sacrifice that jesus made in the future, okay, I'm in heretic territory here. People are like, whoa, that, that's not cool. Or some of you are like, whoa, that's way cool. But think about it. And part of this is using the logic that God puts in our heads, but also using our imaginations, which God has also gifted us with, is that there is only one thing that cleanses sin on human beings, and that is Jesus' sacrifice. And that a sacrifice in the Old Testament, animals were burned in a fire, and that the hot coal is like representative of purity. And so the coal that was taken from the fire that represented Jesus' sacrifice, and we don't really know how that all goes in heaven, you know, because obviously none of us have been there, and we really only have the accounts that Scripture gives us, which, you know, is somewhat limited. And so that fire, that coal, is taken in the past to cleanse Isaiah's lips for a sacrifice that would happen in the future. And you're like, well, how can that be? Well, this is the big takeaway from this podcast. We human beings live on a linear time frame. God does not fit into that linear box, which a box isn't linear. But you get my point. We understand things in a very linear fashion. This moment to that moment to that moment or those things that happened in the past reflect this and that our future couldn't possibly reflect our past. But God does not live in that box. And so you have to realize that in Isaiah, for God to do that is nothing. That is the realm that he lives in. He lives in the omni, always present, future, and past. Those are fluid for him. And so for him to take a coal from the fire of a sacrifice that happened in the future, to cleanse Isaiah's lips in the past, God lives in all those time frames simultaneously. And is it hard to understand? Yeah. And can we understand God? I mean, when God says, you know, a thousand years is but a day, I mean, a thousand years is like right now for God because he lives in all of it. It's just a frame of reference for us to understand that we really can't understand God's frame of reference and that how can you live in all of time at one point, and that in reality, there is no time, 
But for us, there is a time frame that we live here on this earth, and it's very linear. Are we always going to live in that time frame? No, we're not. And so there are some people that make these huge arguments about God based on our linear time frame. And you just can't do that because God does not operate in our time frame. He exists in all time, which doesn't necessarily exist. But for us, it's a construct that does exist, but it really doesn't exist for God. And so how do we understand a God like that? And we really can't until we pass from this construct to use, you know, a, a, po- a popular term, you know, from the Matrix and other movies. But we really can't until we're actually with him. Can we understand that when we are outside of this construct? Can we, some of us have experienced that where we have allowed this Holy Spirit, that big HS into our lives and said, you know what? I think you have more important for my things for my day than I do. And all of a sudden, all this extra time to do things fit in your day and you still got everything done that you needed to. How does that happen? I think everybody out there can relate to this on some level that you've experienced God taking you outside of that construct of time and allowing you to get way more done than you should have. And so what's, what's the point of this is that, you know, as we try to fit God into a box, he's like us. He hates being put into a box and that he does miracles, you know, even the transporting of Philip from here to there, you know, he works outside of the, our physical realms of physics. And that when we try to understand him within that, it just doesn't work. We can to some degree. But it's like trying, you know, some people just abandon the Trinity because they can't understand it because it doesn't fit into the rational mind and that that the three are one, but there's still three. How does that, but they're all still the one same God and that the Holy Spirit is also Jesus. And the point of this is just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. And so... You know, there's, I'll give you some crazy examples. And those of you that know me know that I'm into alternative medicine and I love alternative medicine. And a crazy example of alternative medicine is acupuncture, where they put needles into your bodies and some of you are like, oh my God, isn't it like voodoo and pin cushions? No, not at all. But years ago, all the people that didn't understand that, and, you know, there was a theory behind it that it transferred energy around your body. And you're like, oh, is that new age energy? And, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy beliefs around it. And, you know, people said it doesn't work because it can't because we don't understand it. Well, recently, science has discovered that the reason it works is because there are electrons that travel across the surface of our skin. And when these needles are put into place, it redirects these uh, energies to bring energy to places that need it and then redirect it in the most appropriate fashion. So it actually does work. But the human nature tends to poo-poo things that it doesn't understand. And especially in regards to God, it's like, that can't be true. But guys, and I just encourage you, and I may get into this at some point, I for sure will with uh, the Friday night group that's able to meet here, but just talk about all the evidence there is for the uh, validness of scripture. And so what scripture says is proven true because there is so much validity in the text of the scriptures historically and among other pieces of literature at the time and the amazing accuracy of the scriptures, especially the Old Testament through oral tradition that just lend incredibly to what is in the content to being true. 
And so I just encourage you guys, as you don't like being put in a box, don't put God in a box and read the scriptures. You often hear me talk about the infinite possibilities. That's true with God because he does not exist in our finite realm. He exists in the realm of the infinite, the infinite of anything that can happen. And our minds are trapped in a construct of the finite. And it is a prison. And part of the reason I do these podcasts is to help you even create a desire in you to break free of the finite. As a Christian believer, the finite is a prison and it is time for you to break free of that prison. You were not made to live in the finite. You are an eternal being if you have become a believer in Jesus and you and the big HS are in a relationship right now. And so you are eternal. You are no longer finite, but you have finite beliefs that need to be exploded into the infinite. You need a stick of paradigm shift dynamite that blows your finite into the infinite because you are you are an infinite being you are created by your creator to live with him to have fellowship with him now don't get me wrong you're not created to be a god we're, we're not going to get into this false religion but you are created to be in fellowship with him forever he desires your presence and he desires you even if you feel you're undesirable he desires you i don't care who you are and i don't care how you feel about yourself i actually do because i wish you felt great about yourself but your god desires you yeah he does ask him He'll tell you. The big HS will tell you. If you don't feel like anybody likes you, he does. And he tells you in the scriptures. But he'll even tell you he'll confirm in your spirit. And he'll pour his peace on you and his love on you. So, yeah. Hey, time travel. Yeah. And it's... (laughs) And Isaiah, hey, if you guys come up with another posture for that, let me know. But I've thought about this for a long time and a lot of years. And I I, I think that it's that's the only thing that can, can cleanse Isaiah's lips. So, yeah, break free of the finite, embrace the infinite, and realize that your current situation has possibilities outside what you've imagined. So, yeah, let the big HSN talk with him. Let him bring those possibilities in. Let him minister to you. And when you have your time with God, spend part of it just opening up to the possibilities that he may have for your life and your situation that you haven't imagined. Spend five minutes. Just call it your your possibility time. The infinite possibilities you spend just opening it up. And every day, maybe it's a little more. But realize that there is more for you. There is more for your life. And if you feel trapped, there is definitely more in right now in that season. So I'm going to leave you right now, but just with a huge blessing that God just pours into your mind through the Holy Spirit, into your imagination, all the possibilities, the infinite possibilities for your life and the infinite love that he has for you. And so would love your guys' conversation with me at uh, 406bigt at gmail.com and uh, have a great day, guys. We'll chat with you later. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.